With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What up is my? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with a Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. Uh, Matt Vazana and as always, my brother, Noel. Noel, how's everything going? Having a good week so yeah, far? Yeah, good weekend. Yeah. Good weekend. Won my playoff game in fantasy. Oh. Washington won. It comes in threes, I guess. I'm waiting for the third one. But um, yeah, we're good. a long time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm hoping that it doesn't come because then it comes back tenfold like yeah. Al. I hit every green light. Married with children. I hit every green light on the way home. <laughs> I was <laughs> What a beast episode. He wins the lottery and drops dead the day after. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, but you know, before we start, I've got a little bit of one that I, uh, something that I wanted to talk about. So... I was listening to, and I this guy gets on my nerves, but it's lunchtime, uh, Mike Greenberg, Greenie Show, or whatever the hell they call it. You got to have a nickname with and ESPN, right? So your name's Greenie. No, you got to. I guess mine would be the Italian Stephen <laughs> A. Or I don't have one. <laughs> you don't. You're Only solid. The true pros. That is your nickname, not having <laughs> yeah, one. That's right. Let's keep it that way. So he's talking about with your teams, is it okay to use we or us mm. when you're referencing your team? I listened back to our show, see, make sure I didn't make a complete fool out of myself. And I noticed, I don't say it a lot, but Doc gets you riled up where you're saying we and things like that. So I did say it a few times. And you know what? I don't have a fucking problem with it. Me either. I say we all the time. And these athletes that are fucking so goddamn condescending. Pompous. Pompous assholes that are like, yeah, you're not on the team. It ain't we. Dude, I've invested 43 fucking years of my life into this yeah. team blood sweat and tears money time effort coming up okay, with excuses to get off work every sunday right driving in the express lane risking tickets to get home almost killing a minivan family <laughs> i've actually killed one to, 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 get, <laughs> to get home how dare you tell me i can't use we yeah. these guys that have been like with a team for one year you mean to tell me i haven't invested more time in this team than you have i've earned it mm. 
Okay, with the shit team that we've had over the years, we have had. I've earned it plenty. Well, in fairness, Doc actually played for the Washington Redskins. No, no, so- absolutely. But he gets you, you feed into yeah. it. You feel it. You know the way he talks, and you're like, yeah, you're damn right. You know, you want to, you want to go through a wall for that dude. So you're like, yeah, we can do this. Him and Rivera. Uh, I'm still still on the fence, but yeah, but for <laughs> definitely for Doc. Doc's the man. It really freaking pissed me off, and it was just on my mind after having Doc and then hearing this shit on the Greenie show about this athlete coming on. I forgot who the hell it was. You know, saying, oh, yay, like cutting people off when they say we fuck Are you, Are you talking dude. about the, the Get Up show on ESPN? No, he has a radio show. Greenberg doesn't have a radio show. Yes, he does. You sure? positive it's greeny or whatever it is he has a, so- a solo show now it's not after he left mike and mike he took a break then he got get up now he has a mike greenberg show yeah, good for him. i don't he's killing it yeah but that was one of the topics that he brought up is it okay and i'm answering the damn question you're goddamn right it's okay so if anybody out there wants to call your team we and you've invested as much time as we have in as we have <laughs> as we have for our team, you go right ahead. Yeah. No matter how old you are, you don't have to be a little kid gaga for uh, Mean Joe Green shit. All right? It's fine. Well, the Italian Stephen A put a stamp on it, so there you go. No, it really, it was irritating to me. Don't tell me what. I can say we are called, I can call them the fucking Redskins if I still want to. I'll have to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> Will you? No. You know, I mean, I can call them whatever the hell I want. I put so much damn money, time, and everything, regardless if anybody thinks it's... What about just emotional distress? Emotional distress. Regardless if you think that it's stupid or not. I have done it. Yeah. So I've earned the right to say the word we when I reference my football team. The That's football it. team. The football team. So, yeah, I just wanted to get that out. Yeah. That's all. all I'm right, done. That's fair. You know, I, I don't see you as a we kind of guy. I think you've actually made fun of me over the years for saying we. I know for a fact that you have. I'm glad I that have. you've changed. And, You're and, growing. No, no, I have not changed. I'm not a we guy. Uh, apparently you I'm are. I'm not a we guy, but I have turned a new leaf when it comes to criticizing others for like we. What the hell are you doing? You know what? If you want to say we, go ahead. Now, if you're some guy that's saying we and you're a Dallas Cowboys fan and you're from Washington, D.C. and never stepped foot in the state of Texas, go fuck yourself. Right. Agreed. There's different variations of we. Of we. (laughs) Speaking of the football team, uh, I think we're going to have a little chat about them today. Let's do it, man. What do you think? Had a little game on Sunday. I got a good lather there, so I'm ready to rock and roll. Good. Good, good. You know, we were saying this stretch was murderer's row. 3-0 during this stretch. And I know things have changed a lot, and it's crazy how much things change in the NFL so quickly. I mean, we look back and we're like, oh shit, it's the Cowboys away on Thanksgiving. Then you got the Steelers. That's definitely a loss. But you know, the Steelers are playing worse than they were earlier in the season. I know for a fact that we wouldn't have beaten them earlier in the season, probably wouldn't have scored a point. But now, you know, they seem to be catching teams at the right time. And as well, Washington seems to be playing significantly better. And it's just sometimes you need a little luck in the season. And it seems like the stars are aligning. I don't want to speak too soon, but it's kind of exciting. No, it is. This is definitely a stretch where when we did the schedule initially that this was not in their favor. And they've hit it at the right time. Dallas in shambles. You've got Pittsburgh that is starting to look human. I mean, they got bombed out by fucking Buffalo. And Buffalo's Um, good. Buffalo's good, but they're starting to be human. And then you have the San Francisco game that... When the season started, they were supposed to be a good team. They've been decimated by injuries. Hell, they got decimated during the game, even more so. But this was definitely a stretch of games where we thought, 
you've got to get some games in now and get some W's because this is where you're going to either A, hit a serious losing record or be hovering around 500. And ironically, they didn't pile up any wins and these are where they're piling up wins. You never know with the no, NFL. It's just, you really don't. You it's really week don't. To week. But before we get started on the game, though, you see about the Indians? Speaking of Redskins, you see about Cleveland the Indians, Indians? Yeah, yeah, changing their name. Yeah. 103 years or whatever it's been. Makes me feel Man. a little bit better about the whole situation. I don't know that other teams are being forced to do this. Well, Washington has always been the flagship for this change. The team that's always come up in controversy. They had the most what you would consider derogatory name of all of them. So now you've got the Indians, but it's funny. The announcer said, please don't call them the Cleveland baseball team <laughs> that would or be something awesome like that. <laughs> just, call, just call them Cleveland because he thinks that the Washington football team is the dumbest name he's ever heard. So he's like, when I call a game, I don't want to say the Cleveland baseball team versus the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> you know, so and understandable. I mean, you can call them Cleveland. I think being around for 103 years, having a C on your cap, I think that's doable as well. But good for them. You think they're gonna bring back the uh, the what was it the caricature? They'll take the name away, but put the <laughs> yeah. What, what the hell's his name? I don't know the Wahoo or yeah, whatever Wah- the hell it is. I don't know. God. That, I mean, you want to talk about totally dated? Oh my god! And they had that up to like two that's years like ago. Fucking, that's like Disney shit. Back if you watch Disney stuff back in like the thirties. Like Mickey the, the, doing blackface or something. You yeah, know? or you know the crows on the wire. Oh, yeah. Like, Pinocchio and, and all that. Jeez, man. So you know, you look back at that stuff, but yeah, the Indian, <laughs> that goes right in there with those caricatures. So it's they got rid of that. Now they're getting rid of the name. And we'll see. It, it should trickle down. I, I don't see the Chiefs changing. No, because they're good. Yeah, exactly. If they were Washington, they would have changed their name too. We talked about that when, yeah. when Washington had to change their name. If they were a perennial NFC championship Super Bowl team perennially over the years, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. Um, now the Chiefs are the face of the, of the league. You can't go that way. What are you going to call them? The Chefs? Remember that commercial? <laughs> I was about to say that, actually. Uh, Want to get away? <laughs> <laughs> it was, looks good. But who are the Chefs? <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into this game. I'm stating the obvious, of course, but your Washington football team is now alone in first place in the NFC East after beating the 49ers 23-15 to for their fourth win in a row, adding that the Giants got trounced by Arizona. So things are looking pretty solid in that on that front. So um, for Washington, as they say, they're in control of their own destiny and sitting at 6-7 and seven with a full game lead over New York with the Seahawks coming up, which we won't get into today. But some injuries to report in the game. Obviously, Alex Smith left early due to a strained calf, which apparently isn't considered major, but it is on the surgically repaired leg. So uh, I don't know. I didn't know he had a calf left on that thing to strain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, what? No? Well, I mean, come on. Really? Yeah, I mean, no. Everybody too thought, soon. I thought it was. Too soon. It is? I mean, I thought it was his skin and bone. He's got something there. I don't know. But. I mean, I thought whatever it was was just mechanical at this point. It was like cybernetic. I didn't know there was anything he could pull in that thing. Luke Skywalker's hand. <laughs> yeah. He'd be a lot faster. If I mean, can he just yeah put it just just put a glove on it? It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, he'll be wearing something over that for the rest of his days. But yeah. <laughs> To Shazer Everett, Jonathan Allen, and Kevin Pierre, Louis, or Lewis, as they said on the game. I'm pretty sure it's Louis. I like oh, Louis. Me too. More Euro. Yeah. They all got a little banged up, but came back into the game. Questionable for the upcoming game. I think they'll be fine. 
even though they won this game, there's a lot of positives. You want to start with some negatives? Sure. <laughs> you always throw that at me first, so why not? Yeah, I'll, yeah, but you I'll, are, we'll you are an course. overly positive person, so I thought, <laughs> let's switch it up on you. Yeah, I'll bring me back down to earth. <laughs> well, if we're starting with the negative stuff, offensively, man, whew, it's pretty brutal. You cannot sustain wins with this offense. And fine, Alex, I don't know when the injury happened. But five yards in a quarter, dude. I think he was hurt going into the game. Regardless, five passing yards in one quarter. I mean, you could do that by accident. Uh, not that one guy off the practice squad. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but you look at that, offensively, they were completely inept. San Francisco owned them. As the game went on, yes, they did get better. But we're talking about the negatives right now. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down. 12 points from the defense. 11 points from Hopkins. Zero points from the offense. Well, 17 points from the defense, really, because they scored two touchdowns and set them up for the other field goal. So, But what I'm saying is if you break the points down, you've got 12 points from the defense and 11 points from the special teams, a.k.a. Hopkins, and zero points offensively. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I tell you one thing, if... Young didn't run that ball to the end zone. They weren't going to score there there again. I know. And if Curl didn't put that one in, they weren't going (laughs) to score on that drive either. So I was like, you best put this ball in. Yeah. Because this offense was about as inept as I have seen in a long time. This goes back to when Alex Smith was there the first time. Against the Rams. Against the Rams. That was brutal. That was awful to watch. And this was right up there. But, man, they fought through it. Haskins came in in the second half. Um, He looked a little sharp initially, but he's got problems too. That's honestly their biggest weakness is their quarterback spot. If you look at the offense as a whole, offensive line played well. I think they protected Haskins. They protected Smith enough where they could make plays. This offense was predicated on the poor quarterback play. It was. And, you know, it it was the entire offense. It just wasn't good. But this was a true game of the defense saying, get the fuck out of the way. Don't fuck up and we'll take it from here. And we haven't seen that in a long time, but I am I'm gonna talk negatives for a second here. So Yeah, I thought you were gonna try to switch it up like no 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 I I got you do the negatives too. I got some negatives, but okay, good. Yeah, Alex Smith is a huge negative in this, but I'm going to give him a pass on this. He's played pretty well the last three games, and the guy's one-legged, and he hurt the bad leg. So I can understand sure. the situation there. And when he fell down, when he was trying to... when He had that open path, and he couldn't put any weight on it. He's got drop foot and then has a strain in his fucking calf muscle. That's not good. And <laughs> drop He foot. does have drop foot. Yeah. I mean, he can't. He has no feeling in his foot. I know. Uh, I don't know. It's that mechanism that's amazing. I just find it amazing that he's even knows when he's planting. I don't know. And when he's coming out of it, it, it is. I, I know I'm hard on the guy and I know I'm an asshole when it comes to Alex, but it is an amazing feat considering some of the movement that he's made with the ball in his hands. I know that it's mile a minute and he's not even thinking about it until probably after the play's over and he goes back in the hole he's like damn how the fuck did i do that 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 one took a little (laughs) bit of plant there yeah and when he fell down when he had a lane and he just dropped it was like oh that's not good but i i kind of am worried about this team a little bit when it comes to that as you mentioned the quarterbacks are 
a weakness for sure. I'm hoping this doesn't turn into that Gibbs year when their defense was dominant and they couldn't do anything with Brunel starting. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of getting there, even though it was only one game and they've played some pretty tough defenses the last couple weeks. But yeah, Alex just did not look like himself. He was not putting any weight on that foot to, to throw. He could not complete a pass. So hopefully they get this thing figured out over the week and, you know, get it loosened up or whatever. But that's my first one. Steven Sims. What the fuck is with this guy? I don't know. He dropped that crucial, crucial ball on third down from Haskins. Great throw from Haskins. Absolutely. It's happening way too often. If this guy's not going to catch the ball, they got to sit his ass. I don't give a shit how fast he is. I hold my breath when he's doing punt returns. He's regressed beyond recognition. I thought he was going to take a huge leap this year, and he has not. Everybody did. Yeah. They were talking about him being the second piece to McLaurin. No, the, the, he's and, a perfect slot guy. He just needs to be able to catch the damn ball, and he can't. I mean, he, he started the season on injury. He's never came back from that. Punt returning has been questionable. I think he was – I don't really have an issue with him on the punt yeah, returning aspect. I hold my breath every time. I hold my breath when most of them yeah, do Yeah, I know. But, but, yeah. but with when it comes to him, yeah, he really needs to get his head out of his ass. He really calls Haskins on that drive on that third down, like he said. And um, this is becoming a regular theme. They've got other receivers that can catch the ball that have proven that they can go out on the field and do shit. They don't have to have him out there dropping balls. That's the one benefit. Now, if you were to have asked me at the beginning of the year, Sims is a playmaker, has got to be out there. Scored, what, six touchdowns last year in like the last like five games. Oh, no, absolutely. But what I'm saying is looking at the season now, they've done it without him. True, but they also don't have that smaller bodied guy that's a true slot guy. What the fuck difference does it make if he ain't doing shit? No, no, I understand that. What I'm saying, (laughs) you're probably going to have to put Terry more in the slot at that position because there's not really anybody what Inman I guess maybe I I don't know but yeah why not Eh. somebody that can catch the ball they've already proven that Cam is the man on the outside with McLaurin okay that's already taken the slot spot whatever look over the middle they use Logan Thomas anyway it's not really that detrimental to their offense to Sims now what I would do with Sims is Try to get him involved in the game Jet in other ways, and things like that. Yeah, like he was last mm-hmm. year, which they have not done at all. Right. Try to involve him that way. Maybe that'll help him be feel more present in the offense. But right now, he's just a fish out of water, man. He he brings nothing to the table. He had one return where I thought he might potentially break it, and it just kind of closed in on him, which was a which was a nice little return. But beyond that, there's no reason for a guy with that kind of speed and that ability that is elusive and has all the tangible things to not be producing anything on the field. And that to me, it's on him. I'm not going to blame uh, Scott Turner or anything else on on this one. This is on this guy. They're putting guys in that are producing as much as they possibly can on this offense. They don't have time. This offense isn't good enough to have a learning curve with with Steve Sims right now. Yeah, I don't know what's happened to him, but it can't continue. But he gets open. If he can just hold on to the damn ball. But if he's not, sit his ass and put somebody yeah, else no, in the well. Yeah, no, it does no good. You can get open all day. You can be like the guy in fucking un- unnecessary roughness. <laughs> Imagine in the toilet paper roll. <laughs> I mean, what the hell good is it? They left the guy wide open every time. It's got to be in his head, though, because he was catching balls, though. I guess throw it and wedge it into his helmet (laughs) is the best way for him to catch it. (laughs) Uh, But, all right, so that's Steven Sims. Another thing, I still don't understand these defensive coaches. Kyle Shanahan does the same shit every game. You know that he's going to try to gash you on the run, yet you have to make adjustments to stop his running game. It's the same shit. Mike Shanahan's been doing this run scheme for 20 fucking years. But yet, you get gashed in the first quarter, 53 yards. They make adjustments, 
And then the next three quarters, a 53 yards total for the rest of the game. 106, right? A Shanahan team running for 106 yards to win because that's what their entire offense is predicated on. But I just don't understand why this defense has to adjust to another team nine times out of 10. But every game they start out slow. And thank God they have a shitty quarterback because it could have gotten ugly quickly. Well, he put a couple drives together where thank goodness those turnovers happened. Right. They were driving. And that curl interception was huge. What a terrible throw that was. What a bad throw. Well, I think there was a miscommunication to the fullback, poor man's Rathman. (laughs) I mean, wearing 44. Harvard or Princeton boy, whatever his name. Yeah, yeah. Went right instead of left or whatever happened there. and, And curl jumped on it. And great pick and great return. But they were driving in a couple of times. Our defense played awesome. Oh, yeah. But they were getting tired at the end because the offense was so inept. I was just begging for a first down. Well, and and I would say that they scored, so they didn't get a chance for a breather either. Sure, so you got to take that into account. <laughs> yeah, I they mean, thank twice. goodness they did. But but going back to your running game aspect and them not game planning for it. Look, we knew that this team, and we talked about to Doc about it as well, about what this team needs to do in order to stop the running game. Now, you're not going to magically be able to do it when you haven't done it the virtually the entire season against the team that that's their base of offense. Yeah. Okay? You, you said it before. The Shanahan's have made a career. They have created Hall of Famers that nobody knew their fucking name based on this offense. So you can't blame Washington that all of a sudden now they haven't stopped a running game all season and now they're going to come against gurus that have created careers out of this offense to run the ball. And yes, I agree with you. There has to be something done in that aspect, but I'm not going to hold it completely against them that they can't stop a Shanahan running offense because nobody has. No, but I'm saying that why were they able to the last three quarters? They had to make adjustments to make that happen. Why Why weren't those adjustments already set? This is not a surprising offense. They do the same shit. I mean, they're very good because they do a lot of misdirection and Kyle Shanahan's probably top three offensive mind in the league. You know, actually, in re- <laughs> what's funny is they started passing the first drive, which was very puzzling. And then they went back to the red and butter the second drive. And that's what I was going to say as well is that I don't really understand why they weren't running the ball more. Really, one of the killers for them, and I'm not discrediting Washington's defense at all, but Mostert and Wilson were hurt. Mostert went down with a went into concussion protocol. Wilson got injured for a period of time, and they were not the same after that. They lost a lot of pieces during that game. Yeah. And I, we're talking on the negative side, and we're going to move on from it, but that really benefited Washington as well. I mean, they were down to their third running back in the second going into the third quarter. So they were thin. You could put up a thousand yards in that offense. Oh, come on. <laughs> not in the middle of a game. Yeah. Not when both of your top running backs and Mostert had just come back off an injury. I know because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> so this guy just comes back. He's looking pretty good and then concussed. Wilson was looking good and they were gashing Washington for a period of time. And both of them went down. And Depot Samuel went out too the first drive. I mean, so was- they were talking him up at the beginning of the game like you just lost Jerry Rice. Yeah. I was like, give me a break. This guy just comes off a freaking injury, right? And you give this guy a freaking reverse right off the bat, like a sweep behind where he's having to plug away that way. Did he look like he had a gut on him? Did I, I mean, he looked, I, I mean, didn't did pay you, attention, but I, no, I was like, damn, man, like he, quarantine. No, <laughs> what do they call it? The COVID, the COVID, COVID 15. 15? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to suck to be the 49ers. 
because they have to live in Tempe or wherever it is and go to practice and go back to their hotel room. And that's it. Oh. No, I'm, they don't even have a bubble. It's not like being in Disney World. They can't go anywhere. They have food delivered to their room and they go to practice and back. It's got to suck because they can't be in, in uh, Santa Clara. Obviously, they didn't play there. It's got to fuck it you sucks, up. It sucks, I guess. Nobody's asking them to play in freaking Juno. Playing in freaking Tempe, Arizona, they're fine. But I'm saying they can't go anywhere. I they know, could be on the I moon. Know. It wouldn't matter. It's got to suck. Well, at this point, it's probably better off because they're so decimated with injuries. The last thing they need is to lose more players to COVID. Well, their current setup, they don't have to worry about that. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, right. It's probably better off that they're there because they can't afford to lose a body. They were going to be calling you soon. Huh. Phone's always on. Maybe they'll call the Sarah Fuller girl from Vanderbilt. Oh, next. she knocked the shit out of that one. Did you see that? Knocked the shit out of what? She hit an extra point. She hit two extra points that limp dicked over a fucking the goal. I was post. being sarcastic, Noel. Oh, were you sorry? You think that I? Oh yeah, she bombed a fifty-two yarder. No, I mean this is an extra point. And and again, you know, you're getting into it. I was thinking about this earlier, and I thought about you. I looked at these two things, right? And I'm going back again, and they are acting like this is bra-burning, women's suffrage shit. This girl limp-dicked two freaking extra points, barely making it over the line <laughs> to scream it through line, line drive them through. And then on top of that, Matt, they hit a field goal, a 39-yarder, and she didn't take it. Yeah. She proved herself. You don't have the leg for a 39-yarder. They, they she barely hit the extra points, Noel. This isn't an NFL extra point. This is a college extra point. But what I'm saying is, why are we playing this facade with it? I don't know. If she had it all, I'd be like, damn, man, go. More power to you. You know, like, um, people, I am woman, hear me people roar. People are paying attention to Vanderbilt now that would have never otherwise. So that's why they're doing it. Well, God. it's a joke, though. Uh, it's an absolute joke. I know. Well, I mean, hell, at one point in time, I thought maybe she could take the place of Hopkins. <laughs> now he's actually looking. <laughs> uh, now he's looking somewhat as a remnants of a kicker. He's transitioning over to the positive. Yeah, well, still didn't. What do you have? That 52 yarder that went short in an indoor stadium? You fucking loser. Well, this no, guy. he pushed it. He pushed it right. No, no, it went short. I don't think so. I think it did. Am I thinking of another game? You're thinking of another game. Okay. The thing went dead to right. Oh, no. What, it was oh, no. I'm thinking of the other one. It actually hit the crossbar and jumped in. Yeah, no. The one he made yeah. was short. That was a 51-yarder. The 53-yarder. You're an NFL kicker. The 53-yarder, he pushed right. Okay. Right off the That's bat. Right. I mean, right. It, it came off of his foot. You knew that, that there was no chance. And he was like, <laughs> dude, it's a 53-yard field goal. Indoor Indoors. Indoor. I'll tell you what, though. This isn't on my list of negatives, but that field was shit. Yeah. You wonder why there were so many goddamn injuries. Bodies were falling every other play on both sides. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. How can you... If you're going to play somewhere and you're going to have a thousand games on it a week, how about go to a, a turf stadium, a uh, field turf? That was spray painted mud. Yeah. And the thing is, they've invested so much damn money in that place, taking 10 hours to roll the entire field outside so they can do it. Like It's innovative bullshit that they take it out. They have hydroponic assholes that are over there like geeks, like doing pH levels and all that shit. And then they put that crap out there and they spray paint it just like everybody else, just like they did at FedEx Field. <laughs> Fucking sand. Yeah. God. Yeah, there was a lot of slipping and slide. But our last one, negative. Oh, you're still going negative? Well, we've talked. Damn, I man. only had like four, but we've talked a lot uh. about it. But <laughs> bullshit call on sweat for that roughing the passer. 
terrible fucking call. You may argue with me on that. It was third and nine. They ended up scoring a touchdown on that. That drive, terrible fucking call. That's not really a negative. That is a negative. They scored a touchdown. Oh, I thought when we're talking about negatives, we're talking about what Washington. No, it's a negative in general. Fuck you, refs. They did get Uh, one right later on. That I don't think it was a bad. It was. I'm not going to argue with you about it. With his shoulder. That was not like Chase Young who took four steps again in that Lions game. That was not. It was unnecessary, and that's the point. Well, but yeah, you just can't do it. Don't. Well, he's a very fast man, you know, and he can't stop that quickly. But. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say uh, you, you done with the negatives. Are you? Yeah. Is the question. I think so. I was, damn, I, I was like, all right, I'll start with the negatives. Well, I added you were the just, field just... in there, but, you know, <laughs> can't do much about that. All right. You want me to do some positives? I'll start. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. I just felt like this defense for the first time in ages, maybe since 91. They had an amazing offense as well, but I felt like the defense wasn't going to allow them to lose this game. They were just like, nah, I don't give a shit what happens. We were waiting for something good to happen, I felt like, and I didn't really feel like I missed the offense because we were getting offense out of the defense. I've never seen a team, a Washington team, do this in a very long time, in decades. And it was just cool to watch. That's a positive to me because this defense is is getting scary. They're getting fierce. Teams are actually afraid of them. Mullen's back there. I know he sucks, but he was getting rushed every fucking play. He was shaking in his boots back there. And it was just cool as shit to see it. We see other teams have defenses like this, but very few and far between with Washington. Well, I think that they were doing it on all levels. It wasn't just Chase Young and Sweat teeing off on Mullins either. Oh, they no, were no, doing it on the They were doing it on the back end. Everybody was I hitting. Mean, and Darby was making plays on the ball. Bostic was busting people up. It was coming from all angles. They were, we like to say, they were having fun out there. Yeah, but they were having you know, fun, and, but they were hurting them too. They literally were no, hurting yeah, people. Yeah, no, and that's fun for a defense <laughs> is when right. you hurt people. Right. <laughs> I just like that it seems like teams are getting afraid of them. And that doesn't happen very often in today's NFL. It's just they have a mindset of like, we're going to kill you. And it's pretty awesome to watch. I think that everything went right. They they filled the gaps, like you said before. They started off going to the positive aspect of it. They were getting gashed a little bit in the running game initially. They made the adjustments that they needed to. It's not just the coaches saying, we need to make these adjustments. The players actually presented it and put it on the field, which was great. The defensive line, this is, I say, the best game that they played since the Eagles game, opening game, where it was the best all-around game that they played against the run. Minus the first quarter. They were pressuring the ball. Payne was a beast. He's been a beast. But I'll tell you, again, and we talked about this in a, about a previous game, Young got burned on a draw play in this game as well. And when I saw that play happen, I knew this was the spark that he needed. He got burned a couple of times in previous games and completely rebounds from it. I mean, he is a pro, man. This guy is everything. Slides down the line of scrimmage. Hits guys in the backfield. Makes plays. I mean, just scooping that up and running it. It didn't even look like he was going fast. And then just all, nobody could catch him. I think it was Deron Payne, maybe, or Settle, trying to grab the ball. He was like, nah. He just grabs it with one hand. Yeah. I mean, I think Jonathan Allen was made Jonathan the play Allen, and, yeah. and yeah, forced the fumble. And then he kind of crawled out of it and tried he to jump like, on uh, it. No, he had his hands. He was he was under the pile and he tried to grab it. And, and Chase is like, nah, I got yeah, this. Yeah, he put his arms on, scooped it, and just took off with it. It was a great play, man. Very, it was uh, a great play. Very Sean Taylor-esque. 
it really did look like it. That same side, yeah. how, how Sean Taylor picked that ball up that year when yeah. he did it against the Eagles and then did it again against the Bucs. That guy's a freak. He really is. Absolutely. It was a highlight reel on the defensive side, and there's nothing else you can say about it. I mean, anybody that watched that game would have been, holy shit. If it's the first Washington game that you had seen, you're looking at this defense, and you're like, damn, man, they are flying all <laughs> over the damn place. Just wrecking yeah. balls. I don't know if you've seen uh, Baldinger. He put this thing out on Twitter and put out all of these plays that they were doing, and he, and he wasn't even talking about big plays. He was just like highlighting yeah. Chase Young and highlighting uh, DeShazer Everett and Cameron Curl and shit and just blasting people, but legally blasting people. That hit that uh, the forced fumble that Chase Young had. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just he engulfed that running back and he just exploded. <laughs> I know. It was like it was like shrapnel. <laughs> it was so awesome. But <laughs> he looked like fucking Raiden in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so awesome. It's, it's really cool because Chase Young has had a couple of games. This is far and away his best game, right? He's had some other really good games, but it's just nice that it's not one of those you have to like explain to non non Washington fans or even Washington fans. Oh, Chase Young didn't have any sacks. They don't really watch the game. You know what I mean? He's just not living up to it. Oh no, no, no. Trust me. He's he's on every play. He's doing stuff, you know. But in this one, it's just he had those things. And I feel like he's worked his ass off to finally get something that can be digested by the masses. And he got know? accepted from his mom, which was good. I, uh, his mom yeah, gave him that. kudos. She's been giving him a C all year, so she gave him a head nod. <laughs> on that on that touchdown which is good he gets approval from his mom that's all he needs well, the hardest he better, critic he better keep it up now he's going to be uh resting on his laurels after that he got his mom's <laughs> approval right but there's not much to say on the offensive side of the ball but i'll try to find some positives in it yeah i have nothing i think but... the offensive line played very well considering yeah. i think that mckissick is a very good running back we've said this before but also i think that he can play first and second down I mean, he showed that he can run the ball. That's Doc's guy. He was him. They were running a little bit. They were. they were. They were. Absolutely. They were sustaining some drives and then, you know, no, and something bad happened, like the Sims drop or, or whatever. You yeah, know? but I think that on the offensive side of the ball, they showed that they can run the ball with these two guys, even if Gibson's not there. Now, I saw a few plays out there that if Gibson was in, I think he would have gotten some more yardage out of it and some more yards after contact that McKissick and maybe Peyton wouldn't have gotten. That, that didn't get. Not having Gibson out there is bad because they've been doing a lot of McKissick and Gibson together. No, it's bad because they don't have any offensive weapons. That's what's bad well, about it. No, but I'm saying from a defensive standpoint, a lot of times now they're putting McKissick in the slot, which now you have to depend on Sims more. Gibson more in the running back role or vice versa, they're putting out their best weapons that they possibly can. And Sims was not getting as much run because of that. And it also creates confusion for the defense when you're playing them. I don't believe that Gibson would have done any better. I Like I said, there were a couple of plays that maybe he would have gotten some more yardage out of it than McKissick would have. But I don't see this offense all of a sudden being able to produce because of changes in looks and things like that, like you think. This offense... No, no, I'm, I'm saying that McKissick is a better receiver than he is a running back. Yeah, he can run a little bit, but I'm saying that it does confuse the defense who's going to get the ball. I understand what you're yeah, saying, but, but what running my, back po- my point is is that Alex Smith 
in the first quarter had five yards. What do you think if Gibson was on the field that all of a sudden they magically would have had been able to open that up because Gibson would have been out there? I don't think he would have. He's not that dominant of a player on the field yet, if ever. No, no, I agree. I just think it opens things up for McKissick more when he's out there. More good players you have on the field, more opportunities you give to other good players. And it sucks that Gibson isn't out there, but I mean, shit, everybody has injuries. Right. You got to deal with it. If when he comes back, I mean, he's an added bonus, but going back to what my point point was is that McKissick and Peyton showed the ability to run the ball. McKissick showed the ability to run the ball on first and second down. They put a concerted effort in to try to do that. And even minus not having absolutely a complete inept passing game, McLaurin, congratulations to him, got her over a thousand yards receiving, but it's becoming a trend now where they're not getting their weapons involved. And we talked about it on the defensive side. They are finding a way to get their weapons involved in the game and doing things in order to be successful and making adjustments, like you said, during the game at the very least. Yes, should it happen at the beginning of the game? Yes, but at least they're making adjustments. I don't see anything happening on the offensive side of the ball right now that makes me say, okay, there's something to work with here. Well, they didn't play badly against Pittsburgh. They scored when they had to. This is really the only game they've done This style of offense, unless this defense plays, and they're not going to play as well as they did against San Francisco, regardless of how good we think the defense is. This type of offense is not sustainable. They need to figure out, and we talked about identities before, and realize that their shortcomings on the offensive side of the ball is the quarterback position, okay? Now... If Alex Smith comes back, fine. If they need to utilize him in a manner to come back in games and that's when he's passing the ball, fine. But when you're using him as your predominant aspect of your offense, you have serious problems. He passed the ball 50 times against Pittsburgh. That's too many. They need to figure out a way to get other weapons involved. Going back to Steve Sims, if he can get his head out of his ass... Gibson. Guys like this need to have the ball in their hands on a regular basis, not their quarterback spot. They have to figure it out, especially if the defense is playing as well as they are. There's no reason that they can't piece together a first down or two. They have to, at the very least, we're not even talking about points anymore. We're talking about just them being able to sustain a drive. They've been much better on third downs. This is a terrible game, just in general for the offense. I think that we're... No, it's not an overreaction because when you have Alex Smith that's passing the ball 50 times, this team doesn't have an identity offensively. They nickled and dimed. Yes, in the Pittsburgh game, they looked good, but they're still, they're passing the ball too much. Alex Smith still has a bum leg. And you cannot allow this guy to go back and drop back 50 times a game. They passed too much again with him initially. They still weren't doing what they needed to do offensively to sustain any drives. Now, this defense is spectacular, but this offense has to get better. They have to. Well, if this is a back-to-back thing, I think that the offense, as long as Alex Smith comes back healthy and is that, and they actually feel comfortable enough, because obviously he can't throw the ball. He already has trouble as it is. A lot of the times he's inconsistent. He can be. But if he's healthy and they feel comfortable enough putting him back out there, I think you're going to see a big uptick against Seattle because Seattle's defense is terrible. So this is, since the Cowboys, probably the worst defense they've seen. They've played two of the best defenses in the league the last two weeks. So I'm not overly concerned about it. If they play like shit against the Seahawks, then, you know. What do you think if going to the quarterback position, Haskins, what did you yeah. what did you see it? What did you feel you saw out of him? <sighs> I felt like he started off pretty hot. I still feel like he needs to control the speed on his passes. He's spiking fucking balls in that are they're 5 yards away. 
he came in there, he made a good throw to Sims, he made a couple good throws here and there, but then when, when shit started breaking down, he looked like he'd never played football before. Matt, I saw absolutely no difference in games, and the record shows, and I texted you this during the game, and you said, hey, Alex wins games. Sometimes no fucking clue how he does, but he does. But you can't (laughs) tell me that what he's done and nobody leg, whatever it is, when he was six and three with Washington before the injury, that he has done anything, anything on the field of play that your average everyday quarterback in the NFL can't do. You can't tell Just me win, that, baby. but Four and one you is can a start. interrupt me with this shit all day. I'm talking about going to the numbers. You I cannot know. tell me that this guy has done anything, if you look back on what he's done, to say, all right, this is the guy that's the difference maker. If you look at his numbers and what he does, he may do it in the locker room. He may do it in the huddle. He may do it motivation-wise and helping other guys on the team. I'm not saying that part, but when, when they get between the lines... I see nothing out of this dude with the dinking and dunking, missing passes, not being able to throw deep, missing open receivers in good games, doing what a quarterback is supposed to do when he has a good game. A good game for him is what an average everyday quarterback is supposed to do. That's my point. I don't know if it's luck or whatever, but for some reason, the guy keeps winning. But he apparently is very good pre-snap, and that puts people in the right position. I mean, they were... I don't have the numbers in front of me, but outside of this game, and he was injured half of it. I mean, he was terrible when he was in it, but their third down percentage is significantly better than they were earlier in the year. He changes the plays up pre-snap to put them in the yeah. right look based off the defenses. You're not going to get that out of no. Haskins right now. I agree now. with that. So he puts them in better down and distance, again, taking this game out of the equation than uh, the other two probably would. I don't know how Kyle Allen would be in this, but right now, I mean, I think that he is, as long as he's healthy, your best chance to win. I mean, it's proven he's four and one as a starter. I am not debating that. I am not debating that. I think that at this point in time, being positive, the team has won four games in a row. He's a winner. He's proven that he can do that. Game manager, whatever you want to call him. He's done what he needs to do. I am hoping at this point in time, yes, even with the horrific game that he played, that he will come back and be the starter to keep this momentum going. Absolutely. Because I think there is a rallying cry behind him. I think there's just this, regardless of how badly Alex Smith plays, he's going to have the respect of the players in that locker room. That's what makes him an above average quarterback when I was saying he's your average everyday quarterback in other aspects. He's well above average with the respect that he gets from the players, especially after this injury. I mean, if you can't respect this dude after what he's come back from the amount of shit that I've given him, but if they can't get that from him, just like they do with Rivera coming back and fighting through cancer through the entire process, if you can't get these rallying cries going for these two guys, then I don't know what you can do. But he needs to play better in circumstances that they need to make a play and make a different play. And I just think that he makes timely plays and he makes plays that put teams over the top to win those games, even if it's not pretty, even if he's he's not lighting teams up. He seems to just be able to get hot at the right time, I guess. And his numbers are going to look like shit because he plays like shit the majority of the game. And then he's just like, like what he did against Pittsburgh. He hit that big play with Logan Thomas. A couple just timely big shots that he hits. 
And the thing that sucks is I wish he would do it through the entire game. Seriously, man. Like what he did with the Lions. Why can't you play like that all the time? He was lighting those fuckers up. What changed? Your offense isn't that complex. You're a veteran. Just go out there and fling it, man. And I can tell you, he these outlets to the running backs and things, they're working. They do. Keep doing what you're doing, but at some point in time, he's going to have to make some serious throws to get them back in games and get his offense rolling. That's the reason. The way he plays, it works in the regular season, but come playoff That's what time, I'm saying. It's not sustainable. He's never been a winner in the playoffs, right. and that's why he always gets replaced. Right. But we're at such a low point right now. We just hey, want to see wins in the regular season. Yeah, and, and you, know, <laughs> you know, we didn't even say, here's the biggest positive. First fucking place in the NFC East. Can you believe it? That was a bullet point of mine. Yes. Can you believe yep. it? Well, you didn't say it. Well, I wasn't there yet. Uh-oh. You didn't let me. Well, there you know, yet. So, We're but- at the 11th hour over here. <laughs> but first place in the NFC East, win the games, get the hell out of here, and you get a playoff game at home. This is doable, man. This is doable. Now, the Seattle game, like you said, could be a different animal. We'll see and see if the defense can keep this momentum going. But man, first place in the division, who would have thunk it? Well, in fairness, the NFC is pretty, pretty but awful this but year. But still, I mean, Washington was playing no better than anybody else in the division. They were dead to rights, man, four weeks ago, and, and we were done. Thought the Giants would have won five straight. Exactly. And now the Eagles, yeah, you know, Jesus. so we'll, we'll see, man. Hey, just get it done. I know it's easier said than done, but this deep into the season, talking about playoffs, talking about first place in the division, I mean, shit, why not? Why not us? Yeah, and I think if they win, was there three games left? If they win two of the three, this could be a dangerous team in the playoffs as well. Let's cross that bridge when we get there, uh, Homer. Defense travels. Let's little. get through Seattle first. Well, if you let the ball travel five yards in passing in a first quarter, you're fucked wherever you go. Agreed. But I'll end on this. If the playoffs started today, guess who we'd play? Um, I don't know. Who would we play? Who do we always play in the playoffs when we actually get there? Uh, Seattle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I know we're going to run into those motherfuckers. Well, this is a test right here. Yeah, Uh, man. Hey, it's an exciting time. I know we give shit and think about some of the negative parts, but we can do this. Yeah. I'm excited about this team, and I think even this year, but going forward, I mean, this is going to that'll need to be reckoned with for quite some time. Okay. I hope so, man. I think I've earned the right to be critical, and and I've earned the right to um, see some positive results out of this. (laughs) absolutely well even though some people don't think we're part of the team i feel like i am we are no we are well that's going to do it for this episode we're on all major podcast platforms please rate review and subscribe if you like this show please share it on social media again follow us on instagram twitter the facebook group and our website beltwaysportsbros.com thanks for joining us and we will see you friday and i think we're going to do our very best to actually have a top five this friday Uh oh i don't know we might be a little rusty on that but we'll see Unless another massive guest decides to (laughs) grace us with their presence. But I I don't think that'll happen this week. Anyway, guys, have a uh, great rest of your week. We'll see you then.